0: Hello everyone, I am Naranen from class 11th studying in City Pride School. I am going to explain the first chapter from the book Snapshots The Summer of the Beautiful White Horse. The story is about two cousins and a Garaglinian tribe, which is an Armenian tribe. They were once very rich and now they have lost their homelands and have shifted to California, USA. They are very much known for their honesty throughout the world. So this story is uh, narrated by Aram, one of the cousins. So let's see uh, what the story is. One day back in the good old days when I was nine and the world was full of every imaginable kind of magnificence and the life was still a delightful and mysterious dream. My cousin Murad, who was considered crazy by everyone who knew him except me, came to my house at four in the morning and woke me up, tapping on the window of my room. "Adam," he said. I jumped out of the bed and looked out of the window. I couldn't believe what I saw. It wasn't morning yet, but it was summer with dry Not many minutes around the corner of the world. It was light enough for me to know I wasn't dreaming. My cousin Murad was sitting on a beautiful white horse. I stuck my head out of the window and rubbed my eyes. Yes, he said in Armenian, it's a horse. You're not dreaming. Make it quick if you want to ride. I knew my cousin enjoyed being alive more than anybody else who had ever fallen into the world by mistake. But this was more than even I could believe. In the first place, my earliest memories had been memories of horse and my first longings had been longings to ride. This was the wonderful part. In the second place, we were poor. This was the part that wouldn't admit me to believe what I saw. We were poor, we had no money. Our whole tribe was poverty-stricken. Every branch of the family was living in the most amazing and comical poverty in the world. Nobody could understand where we ever got money. Enough to keep us with foods in our bellies, not even the old men of a family. Most important of all, though we were famous for our honesty, we had been famous for our honesty for something like 11 centuries, even when uh, we had been the wealthiest family in what we like to think was the world. We were proud first or next nest. After uh, that, we believed in right and wrong. None of us would take advantage of anybody in the world, let alone steal. Consequently, even though I could see the horse so magnificent, even though I could smell it so lovely, even though I could hear its breathing so exciting, I couldn't believe the horse had anything to do with my cousin Murad or me. Or with any of the members of a family asleep or awake because uh, I knew my cousin Murad couldn't have bought the horse and if he couldn't have bought it he must have stolen it and I refused to believe he had stolen it. No member of the Garaglini family could be a thief. I stared at my cousin and then at the horse. There was a pious stillness and humor in each of them which on the one hand delighted me and and the other frightened me. Murad, I said, where did you steal the horse? Leap out the window, he said, if you want to ride. It was true then, he had stolen the horse. There was no question about it. He had come to invite me to ride or not, as I chose. Well, it seemed to me stealing a horse for a ride was not the same thing as stealing something else, such as money. For all I knew, Maybe it wasn't stealing at all. If you we were crazy about the horses, the way my cousin Murad and I were, it wasn't stealing. I wouldn't become a stealing until we offered to sell the horse, which of course I knew we would never do. Let me put on some clothes, I said. Alright, he said, but hurry. I leaped into my clothes, jumped down to the yard from the window, and leaped up. Onto the horse behind my cousin Murad. That year we lived at the edge of the town on Walnut Avenue. Behind our house was the country, vineyards, orchids, irrigation dishes and country roads. In less than three minutes we were on Olive Avenue. And then the horse began to trot. The air was new and lovely to breathe. The feel of the horse running was wonderful. My cousin Murad, who was considered one of the craziest members of our family, began to sing. I mean, he began to roar. Every member has a crazy streak in it somewhere, and my cousin Murad was considered the natural descendant of the crazy streak in our family. Before him was our uncle Khosrow, an enormous man with powerful head of black hair and the largest mustache in the San Joaquin Valley. A man was furious in temper, so irritable, so impatient that he stopped anyone from taking by roaring. It is no harm. Pay no attention to it. That was all. No matter what anybody happened to be talking about. Once, it was his own son, Arak, running eight blocks to the barber shop where his father was having his moustache trimmed to tell him their house was on fire. This man Khosrow sat up in the chair and wrote It is no harm. Pay no attention to it. The barber said, But the boy says your house is on fire. So Khosrow rode again. Enough. It is no harm to it. I said, My cousin, who was considered the natural descendant of this man, although Murad's father was Europe, who was practical and nothing else, that's how it was in our tribe. A man could be the father of his own flesh, but that did not mean that he was also the father of his spirit. The distribution of the various kinds of spirit in our tribe had been from the beginning capricious, And We rode and my cousin Murat sang. For all anybody know, we were still on the old country where at least according to some of our neighbors we belonged. We let the horse run as long as it felt like running. At last my cousin Murat said, get down, I want to ride alone. Will you let me ride alone? I asked. That is up to the horse, my cousin said. Get down. The horse will let me ride. I said, we shall see. He said, don't forget that I have a way with the horse. Well, I said, anyway, you have a way with the horse. I, al- I have also. For the sake of, of your safety, he said, let us hope so. Get down. All right, I said. But remember, you got to let me try to ride alone. I got down, and my cousin Murad kicked his heels into the horse and shouted, Vazir, run. The horse stood on its hind legs, snorted, and burst into the fury speed. That was the loveliest thing I had ever seen. My cousin Murad raced the horse across the field of dry grass to an irrigated ditch, crossed the ditch on the horse, And five minutes later, he returned dripping wet. The sun was coming up. Now it's my turn to ride, I said. My cousin got off the horse. Ride, he said. I leaped to the back of the horse for a moment I knew the most awful fear imaginable. The horse didn't move. Kick into his muscle, my cousin Murad said. What are you waiting for? We have got to take him back before anyone in the world is up and about i kicked it in the muscles of the horse once again it ran and snorted then it began to run i don't know what to do instead of running across the field to the irrigated ditch the horse ran down the road uh, to the vineyard of Dikran halabian where it began to leap over the vines the horse leaped over seven vines before i fell then it continued running My cousin Murad came running down the road. I'm not worried about you, he shouted. We've got to get that horse. You go this way and I will go this way. If you come upon him, be kindly. I will be near. I continued down the road and my cousin Murad went across the field towards the irrigation ditch. It took him half an hour to find the horse and bring him back. Alright, he said. Jump on. The world world." Is awake now what will you do I asked well he said you'll either take him back or ride him until tomorrow morning he didn't sound worried and I knew he would hide him and not take him back not for a while at any rate where will we hide him I asked I know a place he said how long ago did you steal the horse I asked it suddenly dawned on him that he had been taking this early morning's ride for some time and he came for me this morning only because he knew how much i longed to ride who said anything about the stealing horse he said anyhow i said how long ago did you begin riding every morning? he walked the horse quietly into the barn of a deserted vineyard which one time had been the pride of a farmer named Fetwajian. There were some oats and dry alfalfa in the barn. We began walking home. It wasn't easy, he said, to get the horse to behave so nicely. At first, it wanted to run wild. But as I have told you, I have a way with the horse. I can get it to to do anything I want to do. Horse understands me. How do you do it? I, I said. I have an understanding with the horse, he said. Yes, but what sort of understanding, I said. A simple and honest one, he said. Well, I said, I wish I knew how to reach an understanding like that with a horse. You are still a small boy, he said. When you get to be 13, you will know how to do it. I went home and ate a hearty breakfast. That afternoon, my uncle Khosro came to our house coffee and cigarettes. He sat in the parlor, sipping and smoking and remembering the old country. And then another visitor arrived, a farmer named John Byro, an Arisian, who out of loneliness had learned to speak Armenian. My mother bought the lonely visitor coffee and tobacco and he rolled a cigarette and sipped and smoked. And then At last, sighing and sadly, he said, My My white horse, which was stolen last month, is still gone. I cannot understand it. My uncle uh, became very irritated and shouted, It's no harm. What is the loss of horse? Haven't we all lost our homeland? What is the crying over a horse? That may be alright for you. A city dweller to say, joined Byro said, but what of my saray, what good is a saray without a horse, pay no attention to it, my uncle Khosrow wrote, I walked 10 miles to get here, joined Byro said, you have legs, my uncle Khosrow shouted, my left leg pains, the farmer said, pay no attention to it, my uncle Khosrow wrote. That horse cost me sixty dollars the farmer said. I spit on money, my uncle Khosrow said. He got up and stalked out of the horse, slamming the screen door. My mother explained. He has a gentle heart, she said. It is simply that he is homesick and such a large man. The farmer went away and I ran over to my cousin Murad's house. He was sitting under a peach tree trying to repair the hurt wing of a young robin which could not fly. He was talking to the bird. What is it? he said. The farmer joined by Ro, I asked. He visited our house. He wants his horse. You have had it for a month. I want you to promise not to take it back until I learn to ride. We could keep the horse for a year, I said. My cousin Murad leaped to its feet. What? He roared. Are you inviting the member of a Garaglian family to steal? The horse must go back to its own, true owner. When? I said. In six months. At the least, he said. He threw the bird into the air. The bird tried hard almost twice fell, but at last flew away. Hi! and trade early every morning for two weeks my cousin murad and i took the horse out of the barn of the deserted vineyard where we were hiding and rode it and every morning the horse when it was my turn to ride alone leaped over the grapevines and small trees and threw me and ran away nevertheless i hoped in time to learn to ride a horse way the way my cousin murad rode On morning, the way to Fedwajian's deserted vineyard, we ran into farmer John Bairu, who was on his way to town. Let me do the talking, my cousin Murad said. I have a way with the farmers. Good morning, John Bairu, my cousin Murad said to the farmer. The farmer studied the horse eagerly. Good morning, son of my friends, he said. What is the name of your horse? My heart, my cousin Murad said in Armenian. A lovely name, John Barrow said, for a lovely horse. I could swear it is the horse that was stolen from my many weeks ago. May I look into his mouth? The farmer looked into the mouth of the horse, tooth to tooth. He said, I would swear it is my horse if I didn't know your parents. The fame of your family for honesty is well known to me. Yet, the horse is the twin of my horse. A su- suspicious man would believe his eyes instead of his heart. Good day, my young friends. Good day, Joined Bayro, my cousin Murad said. Early the morning, we took the horse to Join Byro's vineyard and put it in the barn. The dogs followed us around without making a sound the dogs I whispered to my cousin Murad I thought they would bark they would at somebody else he said I have a way with dogs my cousin Murad put his arms around the horse pressed his nose around the horse's nose patted it and then we went away that afternoon John Barrow came to our house in his and showed my mother the horse that had been stolen and returned. I do not know what to think, he said. The horse is stronger than ever. Better tempted too. I thank God. My uncle Khosrow was in the parlor, became irritated and shouted, Quiet man, quiet. Your horse has been returned. Pay no attention to it. So this is how uh, the boy stole the horse and returned it to its true owner. If the owner... Did not know about the families of the boys. They would have fell in trouble. The family was well known for their honesty. The boys almost risked the reputation of the family to being honest. Because of Murad. The crazy streak. And this is the explanation of the chapter. And thank you for your time.